What's going on, Cage Nation? It's your boy, Kendrick Gray, the Dreadlock Player, back with another weekly wrap-up. I hope you guys have been enjoying your... Well, you live in the north like I do. I hope you've been enjoying your snow-filled week. Um, it looks like it kind of wrapped up snowing over here. I saw the sun peek out for a little bit. So, hopefully that's the end of snow for today. So, that means shoveling it won't be too much of an issue. Um, this should make some people pretty happy since today is the Super Bowl. So I'm on to do this show now and get it out of the way. I mean, I don't necessarily really care for the game. So, you know, I don't think I'll be watching it much. I'll be watching commercials. That's pretty much what I'll be doing. And most likely I'll be partaking in some wings myself. But as far as the actual game itself, I really don't care. But I know a lot of you guys do. So I wanted to get the show in before the game started. As always... This says up top, of course, if you're watching me on YouTube, be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe, and become part of my coalition to reach 100,000 subscribers. If you're watching me on Facebook, then there's nothing really much I need to tell you because you're obviously a friend of mine on Facebook. So, there's that. Of course, you can find me on Discord, Twitch. If you're watching me on Twitch, definitely give me a follow so you can stay up to date when I drop a new video. I'm going to try to get back into doing some live stream gameplay very soon. So be on the lookout for that. Plus, all my social media platforms are in the description box so you can find me there as well. All that being said, let's just get right into it. Again, this has been another interesting week so far since it's the first week of February. So January is officially over. We are not in the month of February. Happy Black History Month! Yeah, so we're just going to keep moving right along. A lot of things happened within this past couple of days or so, and we're going to talk about some of those things. So, the first thing we're going to talk about is in the realm of entertainment. A new series has just been announced for Netflix. Um, Sega and Netflix are teaming up together, and they're going to be giving us a new series called Sonic Prime. That series is set to premiere next year, 2022. It is an animated adventure which will consist of 24 episodes, which will follow Sonic in a high-octane adventure where the fate of a strange new multiverse rests in his gloved hands. So, there's been a lot of speculation as to what this series is going to be about. This is, of course, coming off the heels of recent news of Roger Craig Smith, you know, retiring from the role of Sonic the Hedgehog. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of, there's a great deal of voice actors from the Sonic the Hedgehog universe that have retired from their roles as well. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the young lady who does the voice of Amy Rose, but she just recently said that she was going to be leaving, you know, the Sonic franchise as voice actor. This series is going to be very interesting. We've had a great deal of Sonic animated series, you know, over the course of the past two decades, you know, between the Avengers of Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Sat AM, Sonic Underground, Sonic X and even Sonic Boom, which tied into the games. There we haven't there hasn't been a loss of Sonic the Hedgehog related cartoons. This one is gonna be very interesting to see how it goes. Um, you know, speculating on whether it's gonna, you know, piggyback off of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, or maybe the vast kind of multiverse that exists within a Sonic video game narrative as well. But I'm going to be very interested to see where this goes. You know, I watched a fair amount of the Sonic cartoons growing up. I watched The Avengers of Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm still a huge fan of Sonic Sat AM. I didn't really watch Sonic Underground, even though I believe it's on Netflix or Tubi, one of those streaming platforms. I did watch Sonic X. I watched a fair amount of it. I didn't watch a lot of it. I didn't watch, watch like the latter seasons, like the Metarex and all that stuff. I didn't really watch that. I've seen bits and pieces of Sonic Boom here and there. The bits I, bits I did see were pretty funny, but I didn't really watch it too, too much. So, needless to say, since this is coming to Netflix, I'm going to be very interested to see where this story takes us. Whatever your thoughts are on Sonic, you know, Sonic Prime coming to Netflix, you know, let me know in the comment section and we can have a discussion about it. Moving right on to some more somber news, actually. Um, you know, last week we lost... Um, Cicely Tyson. This week we not we lost another pop culture icon, Dustin Diamond, Dustin Neil Diamond to be exact, who was well known for playing Samuel Screech Powers on the Saved by the Bell series, passed away this week. 
um, due to stage four lung cancer. Early in here, he had actually been diagnosed with um, lung cancer. I mean, that well, at least that's when he found out that he had lung cancer and he had stage four. Usually, when you're in a later stages, when you reach the high stages of cancer, that's unfortunately that's kind of it. There's there's really nothing that can be done for you, unfortunately. Um, many of us again remember this Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell franchise. And of course, a lot of his later exploits, you know, I believe he did celebrity boxing here and there. He's been very vocal about his, you know, dislike of his fellow Saved by the Bell cast members. If you watch the Saved by the Bell story, the, the, I guess the unauthorized Saved by the Bell story that premiered on like, what is it, Lifetime? Is that a, let me know in the comment section, I could be wrong. But it premiered along with a whole bunch of other ones, you know, the unauthorized, you know, full house story, true story, and all that stuff. Then you know then that a lot of the cast members didn't really take to Dustin, Dustin Diamond too well. He was actually, he was, he was literally the youngest of the cast members. But he was, he was the one I thought very highly of himself on the show. He was 44 years old, actually. He was 44 years old when he passed away. So, to find that out, you know, is is very sad. And, you know, my condolences go to his family and everyone else that knew him. Um, he had been in the limelight for the past couple of years. So, he, he was playing pretty low. Um, I don't really know of anything that he was doing, you know, prior to, you know, not doing, to not doing anything else. But, um, you know, cancer is... Is a hell of a thing and i can definitely say this as many of you guys are like fuck cancer really just fuck cancer again moving right along to the next piece of news which is still in the entertainment industry little uzi vert apparently thought he was gonna be vision now a lot of you guys are pretty well aware that little uzi vert had a 24 million dollar diamond pierced into his forehead why i don't know but i thought it was genuinely hilarious i have no idea what would possess a person to have a diamond pierced into their forehead pierced into them in general and now there's going to be doctors that they're going to do it because if you got the money they're going to do it but it's just interesting to me that he would go this route and getting a pink diamond pierced into his head pierced into his skin now as far as I know, it's still there. It's still pretty much there. Um, I don't know how long it's going to stay there. I mean, I'm not very well versed in people getting gems pierced into their body. I mean, we get earrings and stuff, but that's different. That's like usually like a piece of skin that's that's kind of loose that you can like pierce through. You're talking about your forehead here. You know, there's skin there, yes, but, you know, for them to like pierce something with a gem, mind you. I mean, again, unless your vision doesn't really make a lot of sense. And of course, all the memes have been coming out about him looking like Vision, you know, look, uh, next to Wanda, who was like illustrated more like Rachel Dolezal. It's all rather comedic. I don't know how safe it actually is, but it's actually rather funny to me. So I don't know <laughs> what he was thinking, but. There's always going to be celebrities that are going to do, you know, crazy things over the years because it, it it's the culture right now. So, little Uzi Vert, hopefully it doesn't hurt when you sleep, you know. So I don't I don't know what to tell you. Again, sticking along with the entertainment world, um, the CW recently announced all the shows that they planned to renew for the next season. Um, as we know, a lot of shows have not premiered just yet. Um, you know, Walker, Texas Ranger, starring Jared Padalecki, that premiered already. Superman and Lois is getting ready to premiere towards the end of the month. Um, a couple other shows um, returned, I believe. I'm, I'm not sure if Riverdale came back, but I believe Riverdale came back. Batwoman Season 2 already premiered. Um, it won't be on tonight, of course, because of the Super Bowl. But a fair amount of shows have come back so far. But they are these are the list of shows that are going to be returning for the next calendar year. The Flash, of course, which will make next year's Flash Season 8, 
Um, season seven hasn't premiered yet, but season eight, season eight has been greenlit. Legends of Tomorrow, of course. Batwoman, which well, apparently they they have enough confidence to give it a season three, so we'll see how that goes. Riverdale, which I have not watched. Legacies, of course, which is this what the second spinoff from the originals or the Vampire Diaries? Because I totally forgot that the Vampire Diaries was the first thing that started this thing off. So you had the Vampire Diaries, then I think you have the originals, then is Legacies. So kudos to this franchise for still having finding life within itself. Roswell, New Mexico is gonna, is gonna is still greenlit. Dynasty, which I didn't even know was still on. Charmed, Nancy Drew, In the Dark, All-American, and of course, Walker, Texas Ranger with Jared Padalecki. <laughs> so all of these shows have been greenlit for next season. As we know, Supergirl will be wrapping up after this season. This will be its sixth and final season. Black Lightning will actually be wrapping up this season as well, which this will make it its third and final season. Um, a lot of other shows have already finished up. You know, Supernatural finished up last year. So that's that, which is why Jared Padalecki is headlining Walker, Texas Ranger. So, like I said, apparently the CW has confidence in these shows to see them forward into the next entertainment season. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll see how that goes, guys. Getting into some political news right now. This is a figure that's been in the news, has been making headlines for the past couple of days. So not even just last week, but the week before that. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene is an individual that needs to be completely, completely gone from the political landscape. For those of you guys who don't know, GOP Representative Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene is a known supporter of Trump and many unsubstantiated conspiracy theories. The most one you've probably made aware of is the fact that in post, in the videos from 2018 and 2019, reviewed by CNN, Green appeared to endorse violence against Democrats, including the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, which I think she needs to be gone to, if I'm going to be honest with you. And most wildly, suggested that the Sandy Hook and Parkland shootings were staged false flag operations. She has since taken, those things have since been taken now, but I believe she met with a parent of one of the survivors of one of the shootings. She, and even... The mother appeared to said that uh, Representative Green was not genuine in her remorse or apologies, and she still holds true to how she to what she feels about these school shootings that they were staged. A person like that who was completely unhinged doesn't need to be in government, doesn't need to be representing any political landscape whatsoever. They need to be gone. Again, you can say what you want about Trump, but I don't even I can say that he wasn't really completely out there like that. <laughs> this person is a complete nut job and they need to be gone from the political landscape. There's no reason for them to be sticking around. Uh, so as of, as of right now, she has been censured. They censured her from being for being able to speak out. And I believe she was voted out of her position, but she's still a part of the government. She's still a part of the government, but they vote her out from being able to partake in a lot of things. So I guess that's a step in the right direction. But still, it doesn't make it for a lot of the outlandish things that she was saying. So hopefully in the near future, she's going to be completely gone from the political arena in general, because that's the last thing the American public needs to deal with. It's the very last thing. <laughs> now, jumping back into entertainment, more so the realm of sports entertainment, going to be running off some of the results of the Warrior Rumble. As I said before, I didn't watch the Warrior Rumble. Luckily, social media was keeping me abreast of what was happening with the Warrior Rumble. So, the results are as follows. Edge, of course, won the men's Warrior Rumble match. Coming in at number one, and lasting, outlasting all 29 of the other competitors. There weren't too many surprise appearances. Of course, Carlito came back looking jacked and did pretty well. As of right now, I believe he is seeking a producer role for the company. My man, the Hurricane, came back looking a little bit more like the, what, the Typhoon, kind of? Like, he, 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 was, he was looking a little chunky. He was looking a little chunky there, but he, of course... 
attempted to double choke slam that he attempted so many years ago on the two-man power trip, which was Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H. This time, he attempted it on Bobby Lashley and Big E. And of course, he was met with the same fate, being tossed out the ring. I don't remember if there were any more other surprise entrances into the Men's Royal Rumble match. Aside from Carlito, the Hurricane, I think that might have been it. I think that was legit it. If there was others that I'm missing, definitely let me know in the comment section. But I don't believe there was any other special entrance in the Men's Royal Rumble match. And of course, um, like I said, Edge won the entire match. He came in at number one. Randy Orton coming in at number two, but he was essentially taken out for the rest remainder of the match due to an injured knee, which is of course a false flag because as Edge eliminated, eliminated the last person, Randy Orton came back to try to steal one and then he was of course eliminated as well. So while I will agree that, basically let me say it like this, I'm okay with Edge winning but I, I I honestly feel like he didn't really need the win. I don't think he desperately needed to win the Royal Rumble. They obviously have a storyline set up for him going into WrestleMania, as Warrior Rumble is the road to WrestleMania, the start of the road to WrestleMania. So they obviously have a plan for him. Oh, I'm bugging. There was another um guest entrance in this. Christian came back. Christian came back and participated in the remainder of the Rumble. Reuniting with Christian, I mean reuniting with Edge, so that was a cool thing to see. Um, there was a little bit of a uh, Avengers Endgame moment when Christian's music hit and Edge is down in the ring looking up and he's like, you know, he's starting to smile because he sees Christian has come back. So it's like an almost an Avengers Endgame on your left type of thing. They, of course, embraced in the ring when they realized what was going on, so they teamed up. Riddle! There's a lot of competitors in there that did a really good job. Riddle was a one, it was a good one up. Um, lasted pretty long in the, in the Rumble. Um, Daniel Bryan, who I was hoping they would let win the Warrior Rumble, he lasted pretty long in two. He, um, Kane actually made a surprise return to the Warrior Rumble, kind of re restarting the whole Team Hell No type thing, but that didn't last very long. So. It was it, it was it was still still a it was a decent rumble it was a decent rumble from what I can from what I from what I remember Bianca Belair who I knew was going to win won the women's Royal Rumble match um I don't remember remember there being too many guest entrances oh oh there there was Victoria Victoria made a comeback Tori Wilson um Naomi made her turn Naomi made her turn back to WWE for the Young Women's Royal Rumble match. So I was happy. So I was glad to see her come back. As far as I can tell, the Women's Royal Rumble match was definitely very good. In fact, some call-ups from NXT came up. Um, Rhea Ripley um, finally made her main roster debut. Um, they haven't done anything with her this week. As far as I know, they haven't done anything with her this week on any of the shows. But Rhea Ripley came up. A couple other NXT you know, stars came up for the women's Royal Rumble match. So that was a decent match as well. So, you know, but overall, Bianca Belair, who they were, I mean, it was pretty much the writing on the wall that they were gearing up for her to be the winner of the women's Royal Rumble match. And so far, it paid dividends. So as far as I know, she hasn't declared on who she's going to be challenging on which show. She hasn't mentioned that she's going to be challenging Asuka or... Um, Sasha Banks for either the Raw or SmackDown Women's Championships, respectively. I would more, I would be more, I would venture to say that she'll most likely challenge Sasha Banks for it. It makes sense. I, I really don't see her jumping over to Raw to challenge Asuka. I think she'll definitely stick with SmackDown because, as I've said many times before, SmackDown is the better show. Okay. Of course, one of my other predictions, aside from Bianca Belair winning the Women's Warrior Rumble match. Another one of my predictions was that Shayna Baszler and Nia would win the Women's Tag Team Championships, which of course makes the most sense. What I don't understand is why Asuka and Charlotte Flair are still a tag team. I believe they had like a fatal four-way tag team match on Raw this past Monday. Um, why? I don't necessarily know because as I said before, they are clearly building up a feud 
with Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans. They are also, I, I'm guessing, still trying to build up a few between Asuka and Alexa Bliss. I mean, I don't necessarily know what the narrative is here, but to me, it doesn't make sense that Charlotte Flair and Asuka are still tagged together. I, I don't know where this is going. It doesn't really make sense to me why they're still tagged up, but hopefully that situation gets dealt with on like the next episode of Raw or so, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Sasha, Sasha Banks retained the SmackDown Women's Championship, which I pretty much knew was going to happen because the build-up between her and Carmella wasn't really, it wasn't really prominent. To be, to be honest, and I think they're, they're trying to keep an narrative going where they want Sasha to hang out to Otala because, as we all know, history has proven that whenever Sasha gains a championship, especially on the main roster, she didn't hold it very long. So the idea is that they want to try to at least give her a little bit more time with the title to see how this plays out. Now, thankfully, we got a, we've got a good amount of time until WrestleMania. You know, WrestleMania is usually in April. So we're, we're, we're just really entering the month of February. I don't even know what the pay-per-view is at the end of this month. But we got March. So we got the we got the remainder of February and we got March. So that still gives her a little bit of time to hang on to the title. Now, if, if it's a thing where Bianca Belair will indeed challenge Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship, we'll have to see what that looks like. You know, so I mean, but I mean, by all accounts, she could go to Raw. She could challenge Oscar for the Raw Women's Championship. We don't know that. You know, this thing with Flair, more than likely, is probably going to go into WrestleMania. I, I can see this feud between Lacey Evans and Charlotte Flair going very well into WrestleMania. Um, I mean, if I'm if I'm going to jump in, utilize my creative juices right now. I could probably see Lacey and Charlotte meeting at Mania. I could possibly see Bianca Belair and Oscar meeting at Mania. And then perhaps at some point later down the line, it's going to be Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair. That could possibly be a thing. Because, yeah, it, it just made sense. To me, that makes the most sense. Unless, you know, um, unless... Um, oh my God, unless, and God forbid she does, perhaps Ronda Rousey makes her return to WWE between, between now and WrestleMania, maybe she'll make a return between then. Maybe, um, Becky Lynch will return, you know, um, Seth Rollins has already made his comeback to the show. Maybe Becky's not that far behind. Maybe she'll be returning to, um, the program very soon. We'll have to wait and see. We'll just have to wait and see. But as I said before, Sasha has retained the um, SmackDown Women's Championship. So as far as it stands, um, Becky, no, Bailey is still pr a pretty hot commodity for SmackDown. She's still pretty hot. She did a pretty, she had a pretty good showing at um, the um, Royal Rumble match. So I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna. I don't know what they're gonna set up. But I'll be interested to see what happens. Roman Reigns, as I said before, I, I was I was practically five for six for the Royal Rumble. I was five for six. The only one I didn't get was the men's Royal Rumble match. Everything else I got. I got I absolutely got everything else for the night. Roman Reigns, of course, retained the Universal Championship by beating Kevin Owens in the last man standing match. There are some pretty good spots, but the ending is kind of what ruined it. Um, Roman Reigns got handcuffed to a pole post, and while the referee was counting down, Paul Heyman was taking forever to, uh, get the key to uncuff him, so that kind of ruined the spot for that, you know, so, but I'm just kind of glad that that angle is over with. Now, we can focus on who Reigns is going to be challenging at WrestleMania, um, as it stands right now, I'll, well, I'll get to this part in a minute. But um, just to conclude with the Warrior Rumble results, of course, Drew McIntyre went over on Goldberg. Thank fucking God he went over on Goldberg. And he retained the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. 
the match wasn't match wasn't short, but it wasn't too long either. A couple of spots, you know, basically Goldberg eventually gave him gave his endorsement of Dracator being a legit champion, and that was that. Which I pretty much I'm not, I'm not gonna say I assumed that's how it was gonna go, but I was hoping that's how it was gonna go. Like, because if Goldberg had went over on Drew and won the World Heavyweight Championship, I would have been completely checked out. I would have been completely checked out. I would have checked out immediately. So now, all those results out of the way. So now, again, I've already talked about how they can set up Bianca Belair and Charlotte, Sasha, and Asuka. I already talked about that. So now... Being that Edge is the winner of the Men's Royal match, he has his pick of who he wants to challenge for their respective championships at WrestleMania. You know, on Monday Night Raw, he came out and addressed um, Drew McIntyre, basically planting the bug in his hair that he could challenge him for it, but he, he was basically warning Drew McIntyre to watch out for his friends because then good old Sheamus came out and tried to talk some sense into Drew. And only, and after Edge won, I mean, after Edge exited the ring, Drew got met with a bro kick. This, of course, has been building up over the past couple of months. And if you haven't been paying attention, you probably should have. It was obviously there that they were slowly but surely setting up a feud between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Given that they've been best friends for a while now, it just makes sense that Sheamus wants back in the championship picture. And Drew having the title for well over a year. It just makes sense that it goes this route. So I can obviously see them building up the feud between Sheamus and Drew McIntyre over the next couple of months. Um, I, again, I don't know what I don't know what pay-per-view is coming this month or even March, but we'll have to wait and see. But obviously, that's going to be, that's most likely going to be the feud going into WrestleMania. So it's going to be Drew versus Sheamus for WrestleMania. And, and this was also kind of leaked, you know, even, I believe, even before Raw aired on Monday, it was kind of leaked that Edge was going to challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. That's what it was. So I guess, but I guess they wrote into the story that, Reigns demanded that Edge give him an answer on who he's going to show. I, I I guess the way they wrote it was that Reigns wants Edge to challenge him for the Universal Championship. That's what it appears like to me. So even this past night on SmackDown, um, Edge said he was going to make his announcement later on at the end of the show, even though Reigns wanted him, demanded an answer right then and there. Reigns, was, of course, was met with a stunner by Kevin Owens. So maybe that feud is not as over as I thought it was going to be. So maybe they'll meet a few more times before WrestleMania hits. But as far as it's look far as I can tell, it looks like it's gonna be Edge versus Reigns at WrestleMania for the WWE Universal Championship. That should be an interesting match. I think they're really, really sticking with Keeping Drew McIntyre over as a WWE champion. I'm not sure how the remainder of the Tribal Chief um, storyline is going to go. Like, in the beginning, it was great. But right now, it's starting to show shades that it might be wearing out. And that's only because they're not really doing anything else with it. Because, as I mentioned before, Jimmy Uso hasn't come back yet. Naomi is back. But not sure what they're doing with her. If we're going to go with the whole Tribal Chief storyline, if we're going to continue with that, then we need to add on to that as well. I know people have been talking and even like speculating on whether or not Apollo Crews may join the Island of Relevancy and become part of Roman Reigns' tribal faction. I can definitely see that happening. I mean, honestly speaking... At this point right now, it kind of makes sense for Roman Reigns to gather more people to join his faction because of the fact that, you know, just having the two of them. I mean, like, you got Paul Heyman as the mouthpiece, which is, again, makes the most sense. I don't think, I can't remember the last match Jay Uso wrestled for the past couple of weeks or so. 
He wasn't even in he wasn't even in the Royal Rumble, which is crazy to me. I would have thought that Jay Uso would have put himself in the Royal Rumble at least. Or or I would have thought that maybe Jimmy would have came back for the Royal Rumble. So I don't know exactly what's happening. As a matter of fact, Roman Reigns' music hasn't even changed yet. He hasn't changed his own ring, ring entrance music yet. And I know that's been the talk for the past couple of months that they were going to change his music, but they haven't done so yet. So I don't know exactly what's going on with that. But to me, at this point, it only makes sense for them to add more to the Tribal Chiefs faction. You know, they can literally just call it the Island of Relevancy. That's what they can call it. You know, Apollo Crews has been trying to attain the Intercontinental Championship from Big E. He just recently lost again on SmackDown. So it was obviously starting to get to him. I know Paul Heyman's been talking to him. So maybe that's, again, add Apollo Crews to the group. It just makes sense. And again, later on down the line, you can add Naomi to the group. You know, get a female as a part of that fashion. And when Jimmy comes back, you know, do something with that. Create a program around that. But we'll have to wait and see what happens, guys. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um... All that being said, that can, that covers all the main topics on today's weekly wrap-up. Now we're going to get into some reviews. Now, I was initially going to review Batwoman, but I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Even though I am watching Batwoman, it hasn't gotten to the point where it's like really pulling me in. It's, it still has my curiosity, but it doesn't have my attention yet. So, I'm still holding out to see where the rest of the season goes um as i said it's not coming out tonight because of the super bowl so they're not going to compete with that so we'll have to see what the next episode next week brings to the pro to the show but we do need to talk about wandavision we need to talk about wandavision because if you thought last week's episode of wandavision was awesome this week's episode <laughs> all right now it's obvious that the layers of this reality that Wanda seems to have control over is essentially breaking down. Breaking down mentally in a sense because now Vision is starting to realize that there's a lot of things that aren't making any sense. In fact, the earliest part of the episode showed that Wanda and Vision were trying to put their two twins to sleep. Wanda even tried to use her powers to put them to sleep, but it didn't work. Which obviously means they are superpowered themselves. Agnes comes in and offers to help to put the kids to sleep, but she does a weird thing where she just kind of breaks character for the sitcom, obviously, and asks her to take it from the top. So, while Wanda is trying to play it off like that was something else, Wanda Vision is obviously like, did you just see that? Tell me I'm not the only one that just saw that. She looked like that was like completely weird. So now the series progresses on, and we're also getting more dealing with Sword and Monica Rambo. They all call her Rambo. Everybody calls her Monica Rambo, but I would like to believe that it's Rambo. I, I would like to believe that her name is her last name is pronounced Rambo. So Monica Rambo is of course trying to investigate how much of this unit, how far this little reality extends. Um, you know, so her, Jimmy Woo, and Darcy are all working together to try to figure this thing out. They have a nice exchange of dialogue about just how powerful Wanda actually is. And of course, thank you, Monica, for bringing this up. This is a point that we all knew, but I'm glad she actually said it out. The fact that if, Ron, if Wanda had the chance, she could have defeated Thanos by herself. If Thanos had not called down... For his troops to rain fire. Thanos would have been done done in by Wanda. She would have ripped him apart. But movies being movies, that's not the narrative they wanted to go with. So it does make me wonder though. Would Wanda have been able to put on the gauntlet and snap? You know, this is a, a debate I've been having for a while now. You know, and is and the argument is always there's always there could have been a whole there could have been a couple of different people that could have you know that could have taken control of the Infinity Stones and did the snap. It didn't have to be Tony. You know, some people say it was Captain America. That actually would have that definitely would have killed him. As superhuman as he is, it's he still would have died. But I attest that 
Thor, I, I honestly feel like Thor could have done it. I honestly feel that like Thor could have, Thor would have been able to control the energy of the Infinity Stones and use the snap. Let's, let's look at it like this. Captain Marvel was obviously the most powerful one to wield the gauntlet and use the stones. I don't think it would have killed her at all. Wanda, I definitely, I feel like Wanda could have probably handled it. But she's literally, see, and, and, but here's the other thing also, and this, I think a lot of people get confused by this. A lot of people consider Wanda to be like a living embodiment of the Mind Stone. She's not. And here's why I think this, I think this is eventually going to be revealed later on down the line. That eventually the Mind Stone essentially unlocked the latent mutant abilities in Wanda and Pietro. I, that's what I think happened. I think essentially the Mind Stone did that. It just unlocked the latent mutant abilities. As we all know, in the X-Men universe, your mutant abilities usually tend to manifest themselves around adolescent times. Basically, your mutant powers are a metaphor for puberty. In, 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 the, Marvel, in the Marvel universe, your mutant powers manifesting are, are the equivalent of you hitting puberty. Because, again, if you look at most X-Men incarnations, you know, most people, you know, their mutant powers awaken preteen, teenage years. Think about them, you know, in X-Men First Class. When we meet, when we meet, um, Professor Xavier, he's already, he's already a strong telepath. He already has his abilities. Now, some mutants are different than others. You know, someone like Mystique who was born with, a, with blue skin, or Nightcrawler. They are born that way, so they obviously have those abilities. But for I think the general consensus is that for most people in the Marvel Universe, mutant abilities don't really manifest until preteen, like basically between 10 and 12 years old. 10, 10, 10 11, 12, 13 is when your mutant powers really manifest themselves. I went off on a tangent a little bit. I'm sorry about that. But I'm saying all that to say but that I really think Wanda, she might have been able to control. I don't think it would have killed her outright, but I think she would have had enough power to use it. I feel like Thor using the Infinity Stones, I think that would have made for a better ending. And this is funny because this ending is something that I read online. Um, Someone had wrote that a good ending for Endgame would have been for Thor to use the Infinity Stones, and once he makes the snap, he's like transported to the Soul World, and he meets up with all the Asgardians that died when um, Thanos laid siege to his ship in the beginning of Infinity War. And as he's being greeted by all these, you know, you know, perished um, Asgardians, even running into Heimdall, you know, he's then later greeted by. <clears throat> By Loki, and Loki comes out and says, like, like, I told you, the sun would shine on us again, brother. And then, that's that. Maybe he uses the stones to rebuild Asgard or something, or just bring them all to Earth, something to that effect. But it's been a while since I read it. I read it earlier last year, but I thought that would have been a great ending for Thor. Because if you think about it, while everyone was dealing with Thanos and his Black Order in Infinity War... Thor was on a quest to gain a weapon that was strong enough to stop, you know, Thanos. So as much as Infinity War was Thanos' movie, it was also Thor's movie too. It really was Thor's movie as well. It was like kind of like a redemption arc for him. Excuse me. So <clears throat> I would have loved for that to have been a good ending for him. I really don't think that Tony needed to die. I would have preferred that Tony... After the events of Endgame, again, just, like, completely retire for real. You know, him, Pepper, and Morgan, they go back to living the, the lives they were living prior to when they discovered time travel. That would have been fine. That would have made the most sense to me. I really think it should have been Thor to reel the gauntlet, or reel the stones at least, to do the snap, to do the snap back. That's what I'm calling it. But in any case, just digressing from the show... So obviously, they're trying to figure out a couple of things. So they come to the re Monica, Dos Darcy, and Jimmy will come to the conclusion that while outfits change 
within the little Westview universe, Westview reality, what they're made of doesn't. So the clothes that Monica had when she was pushed out, when she was yeeted out of the um, Westview world, and still made a Kevlar. She was still wearing like her Kevlar armor, but it just had a different outside to it. It had like a different design to it. So things progress on. Um, Vision introduces one of the um his co-workers to the internet, slow ass internet, and then he comes into a realization that there's a lot of things going on here. He unlocks the mind of one who is talking to him, and he's telling her, and he's telling him, "You have to stop her." But he never specifically said Wanda. He just said you had to stop her. So again, it's still feeding into the idea that perhaps Agnes is still is pulling some strings within this little Westview universe. Um, later on in the series, of course, I mean, the part of the plot is also that um, Wanda's kids age up twice within this episode. You know, they go from newborns to like age, what, three or four? And then they age themselves up to age 10. So, you know, the episode concludes with Vision confronting Wanda about the fact that he really feels like she's causing all of this. You know, and the fact that he's scared. You're getting a reaction out of Vision that you've never seen him have before. Think about every iteration we've had of Vision or every time he's appeared. He was always calm, cool, collected, calculating. But in this one, this is like the real first time that Vision is showing an extreme amount of emotion. Because he literally says, he's scared. He doesn't know what's happening. I don't remember my life before any of this happened. I don't know what's going on. But I do know that you're the cause of it. Because even Wanda, she's like, you've never talked to me like this before. And that's when Vision's like, before what? I don't remember anything before Westview. Which, of course, which of course reminds us that the fact he doesn't realize he's dead. So, there's a lot of strings being pulled here within this little reality. And then the episode ends with the greatest... Of Easter eggs, the greatest of Easter eggs. So doorbell rings. Wanda goes to answer the even before before she does before she does that. She says that she I'm not ringing that doorbell. She goes to answer it, and then of course we are introduced to Pietro. But instead of it being Aaron Taylor Johnson who was dead in the MCU, we are introduced to Evan Peters is Pietro from the X Men universe. Trust me, you can go on YouTube and watch the reaction. It is probably the most shocking, re shocking appearances ever in life. It was amazing. And you'll probably watch it 10 times and still enjoy it every single time. It was great. It was absolutely great. Now, what's gonna what's gonna happen with the next episode is gonna be very interesting to see. You know, and a lot of the East Station in this episode. This episode was kind of modeled, at least the WandaVision universe was modeled after like Family Ties, Full House, Growing Pains, even a little bit of Roseanne to a degree. So it was modeled after those shows. You can get the vibes, especially from the intro to the WandaVision episode, you can get those vibes too. So I believe the next episode is going to be more along the reins of like Modern Family and like the. Uh, late 90s early 2000s tv shows and stuff so that's going to be very interesting so they, they did promise us one like major 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 cameo most likely coming toward the end of the season if it's magneto i'm gonna give the mcu all my money really if it's magneto i'm just giving them all my money that's all i'm gonna do but again, speculation is still arise because even even in the episode when she was arguing, even when Wanda was arguing with Vision, she was saying she doesn't know how all of this got to this point. She doesn't know, which leads me to, and I believe her when she says that. I believe her when she says she doesn't know how things got this far, which leads me to believe there's a lot of people pulling these strings. A lot of people are saying Agnes, which is uh, like shorthand for Agatha Harkness. A lot of people are still saying it's Mephisto. I don't believe it is. I think Mephisto is the farthest thing that we can consider. I mean, for them to get the personification of the devil in this, I don't think we're at that point just yet. I don't think we're there yet. So I'm not going to say Mephisto just yet. I won't say that. 
Could it be Agnes? I definitely feel like it could be Agnes. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say it's a faction of Sword that's doing this. Because whoever that director is, um I'm forgetting his daggone name, but whoever that dude is, there's a lot that he's not telling us. There's a lot more that he knows that he's not telling us. And I'm gonna venture to say that he knows exactly why this is happening. Not only that, you know, they gave us a shot of when Wanda went and went to go get Vision's body and take it and jump into Westview. Now, if you look at that shot, Vision was completely dissected, which is the other thing. His, vibe, his body was vibranium, but his body was completely dissected. Now, remember, the last time we saw Vision, the Mind Stone was ripped out of his head and he was just a husk. When we see him in that facility, that sword facility, he was dissected. So they were obviously working on him. And we don't know for how long, because you got to figure, from the time his the Mind Stone was taken from him by Thanos, and from the time the snapping happened, that was five years. Five years between the snapping. Who knows what experiments they could have done on Vision's body, even though it was dead. There's a lot of things they could have done. There's a lot of things you can do with a vibranium body. A lot. So, there's a lot of things that that director is not telling us. A lot. And I'm, I guarantee you, he might be one of the main reasons why this thing is existing. I, I guarantee you. I'm not going to say Mephesto. I, I don't want to go down that route. I'll even give you that Agnes might be a part of it because she's not. she doesn't seem to be a as affected as everybody else inhabiting Westview. Like when they were trying to put all the identities together of everyone who was trapped inside Westview, she's the only one that didn't have an ID. She was the only one. Everybody else did, but Agnes was the only one that didn't have an ID. So, for all we know, Agnes could possibly be a sword agent that we just don't know about. There are four episodes left. This was episode five. We have four more episodes left. So we have to see what's going to happen with the remainder of this season. So I'm very interested to see what happens next. But all in all, I would have to say that this episode is definitely better than the last episode. This is definitely picking up. The first three episodes might be kind of a slow burn, but there's a lot of things that you can find that are definitely helpful. But once episode four dropped, it picked up. And then when episode five dropped, it really picked up. So needless to say, I am very anxious to see what happens within the next four episodes. And that's WandaVision, guys. That is definitely WandaVision. But other than that, that's pretty much it for my weekly wrap-up. I'm just going to open, open this thing up for comments. That you guys may have comments or questions or anything like that before I jump off of this thing. Looking outside my window right now, it looks like the snow has officially stopped. And we actually had some really big flakes today. We had some really big flakes. So the fact that it's over is pretty good. It was supposed to go until 9 o'clock, according to what my phone says. But it looks like that's done with. So just as well, I'm, I'm, more, I'm happy about that because the shoveling business is not, is not worth that. See, snow is fun when you're a kid. Or if you live in a place where you can like sled and all that other stuff. But as an adult, having to dig stuff out and all this other stuff and clean up, it, it's a it's a it's a it's an issue. It's an issue. But so so it is. All that being said, guys, I'm gonna close this thing out. So in just in time too, because it is almost five thirty. And I know all of you guys are gonna be getting ready for the game if you haven't been getting ready for the game already. We're gonna try to figure out what we're gonna eat. We are we are in the mood for wings, so more like more than likely, we're gonna order some wings and like just get popping and just check out the commercials tonight, because there's nothing gonna be anything else really on TV. Um, just to give you guys a heads up, I will be dropping a couple more videos this week. Um, I actually just got done putting my list together of my top 20 unpopular movie opinions, so look out for that video later on this week. Um, I don't know what other videos I have planned down the pike, but either way, if you follow me on social media, that you'll know when I'm going to drop these videos. So be on the lookout for that. So, like I said, I got my top twenty 
unpopular movie opinions. I may do a top unpopular TV show opinions. Maybe cartoons. Let me, you guys let me know. Whatever you guys would like to see, let me know in the comment section. And I'll try to put those videos together. I got a couple other videos lined up. I'm supposed to be on somebody's show, I believe, on the twenty on the twentieth. I'm gonna be on somebody's um podcast show on the twentieth. I'm gonna be lining some more guests up for my show. That reminds me. I actually plan on doing a special wrestling podcast show. So I got a couple of people lined up to be a part of it. But if there's anybody else that wants to join on my wrestling my special wrestling podcast show. Let me know. I want to try to do that. If I can do that next weekend, let's do it then because next weekend is actually a four-day weekend for me. You know, so um, if you're interested in being a part of that, just definitely let me know and we can get that thing started. Like I said, I got a couple people interested in that so we can go from there. Um, I'm probably going to reach out to PCW and see if anybody wants to be a part of that as well. As always, thank you for checking. Thank you for checking in on the weekly wrap up with me today. Be again, of course, as I said before, be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you're watching me on YouTube. If you're watching me on Facebook, thank you for watching me on Facebook. We're friends. If you're watching me on Discord, thank you for watching me on Discord. I mean Twitch. I said Discord. I mean Twitch. If you're watching me on Twitch, thank you for watching me on Twitch. Make sure you give me a follow. The Council of the Blurs will be back next month. We are going to be starting back up in March. So the Council of the Blurs, the other podcast that I am a part of, will be starting back up in March. So be on the lookout for more videos from us on that. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. Go sports! Yay! Go sports! Go Super Bowl or whatever. Davion, we'll definitely talk after this. So I'll let you know when we're going to do this thing. All right? We'll definitely talk. But again, thank you guys for tuning in on today's show. I will catch you guys next week with my weekly wrap-up. And look up for some more videos I'm going to be dropping this week. Dreadlock Blurred out. Peace.